here at Cannes, we like to focus on open and inclusive dialogue. For people who are interested in our previous shows, you can find our free archives at Spreaker.com, at the Cannes Project podcast on Spreaker.com. Are you an artist or creator with a social conscience? Do you have an inspiring story or material to share that's helpful to people? Are you an expert on culture, arts, nature, or wellness? If this sounds like you or someone you know, we'd love to hear from you at Can Projects, where we advocate that active engagement in positive and creative outlets is beneficial to our health and environment. Our talk show Can Projects podcast reaches 20 plus online platforms and features insightful, inspiring, and expert guests. You can check out the show on our free archives on Spreaker.com and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you, so please feel very welcome to email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. Help each other. Help us all. Hello to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature and wellness. And today we're going to be, among other things, focusing a bit on wellness because we're very lucky and very happy to have the lovely Una Hearn in with us, who is a wellness professional and a career and life coach. And she's also a writer and she's got a very interesting, um, a very interesting blog. Yeah, which I'll going to show you here now. Um, and Una is actually also an ME patient, like myself, and here's her blog, and that's got lots of stuff. We were just chatting off the air there with her, um, and we're going to be sharing some of this stuff with you guys, because she's got some really, really helpful and useful stuff up there. So I encourage you to go to that. You'll find that at unahern.com forward slash blog. That's U-N-A-H-E-A-R-N-E.com forward slash blog and then there's another uh thing that she's kind of on we'll ask her a bit more about that in a minute but it's called uh pillow writers and i believe yes that's an mecfs writing group so let's see if we can dial in in here bear with me as usual bear with me <laughs> what am i doing why is that up there? there we go and Una, how are you doing? Hey, Una, how's it Hi, going? how's it going? Pretty good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Delighted to be here with you. Thank you. You're very more than welcome. And so uh, much more than welcome. Yeah, well, I'm blushing. Oh, I forgot <laughs> to do your bio. I better just give people a quick idea. Um, so I mentioned ME CFS there, and oh, yeah. uh, Una was first diagnosed with ME when she was 16. 16. And then she had a pretty bad relapse in 2016. Mm-hmm. And uh, we mentioned the blog um, and the past three years. Sorry. Oh, we'll get into all of that. Sorry, I missed yeah, the yeah. bio. Little, um, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but the, the title of today, we were playing with a couple of different ideas for the title, but it's it, it, the, the, the main things we're kind of going to touch on are acceptance, wellness and right. 
balanced positivity and the balanced yes. positivity is one I love to talk about actually mm-hmm. um, as opposed to toxic positivity which we'll mm-hmm. probably get into uh, <laughs> yeah. we certainly will <laughs> so Una could I, could I ask you then to start out with, I suppose um, yeah your life's journey like how you how you came from way back there to way up here now yes <laughs> way up here and <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah sure because uh, I think with acceptance, it's actually, um, it's useful to talk about an example. So I give my life story as the sort of example. So very briefly, I was diagnosed at 16 when I, I wasn't diagnosed with ME actually. I got glandular fever when I was 16 and that was my leaving cert year. And so I was out for a few months before the leaving cert did that while staying in bed most of the time. And, um, then I, I sort of, I got a little better over the summer. So everybody presumed that was it, you're well. But I didn't, I never actually recovered from it. Um, so I went to college then for five years and I worked for a year. But in college, I went to art college and the first year I was flying because I was so excited and I loved it all. And But I went slowly downhill over the years. And by the time I had, you know, one year working, I was absolutely shot. And so I couldn't work for the rest of my 20s. And at the time, of course, Emmy didn't exist. So I was told there was nothing wrong with me, but I literally couldn't work. So I went on the dole and, you know, which was a pain, but was all I could do at the time. I got well enough by age 30 to be able to work again. So I got kind of back to 50% normal energy and I was able to work so long as I was sleeping most of the rest of the time. And uh, then I discovered in around about the year 2000 I discovered a total passion for personal development and I wanted to be a coach trainer and writer and did not see how I could do that because I was you know had to keep a job pay the mortgage you know didn't have the money to study you know it was all kind of this is an impossible dream but I worked away at it anyway and 12 years later I went out on my own as a life coach and uh, absolutely adored everything about it everything I was doing um, coaching. I was running a personal development course called Designing Your Future, which I adored. It was successful and it was just, you know, so top, absolutely top form. And uh, then in 2015, I had proved I had I could earn enough money to earn a living as long as I got out of Dublin, got rid of my mortgage. So I sold my apartment in 2015. And then at the end of 2015, I, re- I started having weird problems with my eyes and got those all checked out. Turned out it, there was nothing wrong with my eyes at all. And uh, the guy said, you know, oh, well, it's clearly neurological. And I went, well, that's not scary at all. Yeah. <laughs> mine. And, that's, uh, that's a nice friendly term, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> so um, I, I kind of knew that it was ME. But I'd been hiding it all those years because nobody believed in it. And, you know, the attitude mm. of people was just so oh, dismissive. There were some terms that people used to draw around like yuppie flu. Yuppie flu and absolutely. And, um, you know, so from the medical profession and general public, absolutely disastrous. So I just never used the term and I never spoke about it. I used to say my energy problem if I had to explain why I couldn't do something. Mm. But my friends were always totally supportive. I was really, really lucky. My friends always, I mean, they were hanging out with me. They could see there was something wrong. You know, I couldn't keep up with them. So there I was out on my own, flying high and relapsed. Now, I think I relapsed because I was so enthusiastic about the work I was doing. I loved it. So I was doing 
every every hour I could, I was working. Um, so it's unsurprising that I relapsed. But um, maybe a bit overstimulated, maybe completely overstimulated. And you know, and the the sort of boom and bust cycle. I was totally doing that, like overdo it, crash, overdo it, crash. You know, it was crazy. <laughs> and I didn't because I'd been in, you know, keeping it a secret kind of thing, and I hadn't any connection with any other ME people. There was a lot of symptoms I didn't know were ME, you know, and I only discovered them afterwards. But um, when we're, we're talking about acceptance, you know, the I being in the personal development industry, you would think that I know the process and how to get there. But, you know, it turns out I'm human being. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, it's kind of, I think it's, it's kind of it, it, it's a personal journey for each person, I think. Totally, yeah. totally. And, and different for each person. And um, so 2016, while I knew there was something seriously wrong, I also had was, you know, hemorrhaging money in rent in Wicklow and I hadn't bought a place. So I spent 2016 semi-denial buying a house, moving and kind of going, I'll be fine. I just need to rest for a month. It'll be fine. Once I move in, I'll just rest and be fine. And pulling back and work, but still going, you know. One more coffee, I'll survive today. <laughs> Which? One more coffee and I'll survive today. Exactly. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and mortifying things like my landlord called around and he never called around. He called around a lovely fella, uh, called around one day. And of course, I'm in a heap on the couch. And I'm just, I can't move. I can barely speak, you know. And he's like looking at me going, what have I let into my flat? And I'm like, oh, I'll be fine, really. It's just a bad day. It's grand, you know. So, um, so yeah, so the, the, the irony of this is one of the strongest beliefs that underlies my coaching is that it doesn't matter what your circumstances are in life. Your quality of life is far more dependent on your attitude and your choices, what goes on upstairs rather than, you know, the, the actual circumstances of your life. So it felt like life was throwing down the gauntlet and going, is that what you believe? OK, now prove it. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. so um, I spent 2016 bouncing around um I think the grief cycle, most people know that. Um, well, we could talk about that a bit because I think yeah. with COVID and everything, we spoke about this off the air around it. Uh, um, and I've, been, I've, I've had bereavements and stuff like that. And Chris, you yeah. have too. And, mm. um, yeah. So we're familiar with that um, process. And yeah. everybody on this planet right now has a sense of loss. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's um, for anybody who doesn't know it, but it's basically denial, anger, bargaining, depression acceptance is is the kind of broadly speaking the process that you go mm. through but it doesn't it, nobody goes through it in that lovely organized manner and certainly you know being personal development professional i was like you know oh i will deal with major crisis beautifully i did not mm. i dealt with it like a five-year-old child who just had her toys taken away it was just <laughs> you know it was not pretty but well, it's um, not it never is though no, it's not. And it's not easy. And you don't have any choice. You have to go through the process. It's just, yeah. you know, it can you bring up a lot of stuff that maybe you weren't really dealing with, I think, as uh -huh. well. Yeah. Absolutely. So you get a load of stuff all at, when you, at your worst yeah. time. You get a load of stuff at the same time. Like. Yes. I, I always say to clients, it's life offering you the gift of development. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I, I reacted just the way my clients did, you know, it's kind of like, well, I don't want us. I'm developed <laughs> enough. I don't need any more character building. Life go away. But yeah. So 
the denial part of it was this is not happening. So I was semi doing that for the entire year of 2016. This is not happening. I'll be fine. I'll just go out and do this training course and be fine. Um, the anger, it's not fair. This shouldn't be happening to me. Why me? Why me? Yeah, Why absolutely. Me? And also, again, because I was being successful and really helping people and, you know, getting like people were turning their lives around and getting amazing results. And I was like, but I'm doing good in the world. I shouldn't be sick. You know, I should be less do my good in the world. And uh, and the depression, um, I think I had a bit of an advantage because I also have depression since childhood, since birth. Mm. So I would have natural ups and downs in the year. And so I had got very familiar with how depression works for me. So I was able to surf it quicker, get out of it quicker come to terms yeah. with it quicker. And, and you have your own coping mechanisms. kind Absolutely. of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I had been quite seriously depressed as a late in my late teens and I got out of that on my own without diagnosis or help. And so I knew how it works for me and what to do about it, you know, how to operate. So I think that was an advantage. I didn't get too badly hit by that. But anybody who has, you know, major events in life, bereavement, job loss, illness, anything like that, it's very normal. You're going to be depressed at some point. Yeah, it's absolutely. Not, it's to be expected yeah. almost. Yeah, know. absolutely. And, and that's, of, of course, when you're depressed, your body releases all sorts of chemicals to try and... <clears throat> totally, yeah. Like there's the loneliness chemical, which reduces your immune system, your healing, like, you know. Absolutely. It's not the greatest state for getting well. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, and, the, and the, the kind of thought process in that, the reason for depression is really it's always going to be like this this is mm. terrible it's a disaster it's the end of my life and it's always going to be like this you know so there's very normal feelings yeah. and you can't avoid them you can't not feel that stuff you have to go through it um but the the there was two insights that i got uh, the next year that's 2016 i did not do well 2017 when i was settled in my gorgeous little house um I, I started to face it, you know, I, I went kind of, okay, well, this is actually happening. And I was lying on the couch, pasted to the couch one day, you know, not able to move going, this is ridiculous. My life is passing me by. I should be out there helping the world. And I'm lying here doing nothing. You know, this is horrendous. And then I suddenly realized it was just like the wet fish of reality slapping me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> My life isn't passing me by this is my life. Yeah. This is what's happening now. <laughs> and I need to get real about that and get on with the business of living it, yeah. you know? So that was one insight. And the why me was the other insight. Again, another wet fish of reality slap in the face was, well, why not me? Yeah. Why would, Absolutely. why would, you know, why would anybody be picked to yeah. be sick? You I, know, I, I, had a, I had a similar experience like that, uh, with a, with a kind of tragic bereavement. And, uh, when I, I was, I'll admit, like I was at the edge, you know what I mean? I was really oh. in a really bad place. Yeah. And yeah. what kind of stopped me going over the edge was like what you're talking about there was I realized bad things happen every day. Yeah. And this time it's happening to me. Yeah. And that is a fact of life. And I, that yeah. would just, just a little, to get a little bit of reality and a bit of realism in there, that was, yeah. that was, that helped anchor me. Absolutely. It's a huge, uh, uh, move forward to get there. Yeah, yeah, 
really is. And it's not easy because it just doesn't seem. Well, that was my lowest, right. like that was, that realization came at my lowest points. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I mean. You have to go through it because actually yeah. you can't get the understanding and the, the gifts that are in every bad experience. You can't get them unless you're going through the process, you know, feeling the feelings. Um, yeah, so it's kind of, uh, there isn't a way of avoiding it. This, this actually leads us into toxic positivity. Mm. Um, mm. The sort of, you know, happy, clappy, put a smile on your face and fake it till you make it. You're happy and successful. Yeah. And, the word toxic is is a heavy is is the is the important part of that yeah toxic positivity absolutely yeah because positivity is really important it's really it's Mm. really important to um choose a better feeling thought when you can but -hmm. when you're in a natural feeling of you know what we call negative feelings fear anger depression and it's natural and completely normal you have to feel that yeah and if you don't feel it you will suppress it and it will come up and bite you later yeah. worse harder it comes back harder i think yeah right? absolutely yeah. it absolutely. only takes that last straw <laughs> and then totally you're gone. totally yeah, yeah absolutely um, philip k dick had it in one of his books um uh, do androids dream of electric sheeps oh i've never yeah. read that that sounds it's it's blade runner but like okay. it's much funnier okay. and there's, there's a box that you know you can program your feelings with this box okay and the, guy, and the guy's wife has decided to set one hour aside a day to be depressed <laughs> because she says that's healthy you have to feel it yeah yeah you know? yeah i wish it worked like that <laughs> no yeah yeah but you know it's just the idea that you do have to feel bad sometimes. Absolutely. It's completely you know, it's, that's natural. part of nature. Yeah, it is. Part, and yeah. It's like there's the, like feelings have their place. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and even chemically, a feeling is a cascade of chemicals mm. and it goes through you and out. And you know, positive feelings are the same. They they pass through you and you know, you experience them. Anything you suppress is going to cost you it costs you double the energy because you're have that feeling which is energy itself and then you're suppressing it so you're actually exhausted trying not to feel it that's the worst you exhaust yourself absolutely yeah Yeah. and so feeling them and acknowledging them and um my favorite teacher on this is Thich Nhat Hanh because he describes um when these negative feelings come up go and take care of them Go and sit and be with the feeling and cradle it like a baby and acknowledge that it's there. And it's, yeah, absolutely. I I actually set myself aside time in the morning when I wake up to worry about things. Oh, that's great. And I'm not that organized. No, but you know, I wake up and I I wake up, my alarm set a bit before I have to get out of bed and do anything. And I just lie there and I let myself think of all the problems I'm going to come across in the day and just. That's brilliant. Give give them. Just when I finish my to-do list. We need more chips, mom. Honey. I need a lot of chicken. Something else comes up. That's when I use Instacart to help get everything we need from BJ's Wholesale Club delivered right to our door in as fast as one hour. And then finally, I can relax. Mom, I think we're out of toilet paper. Time for another BJ's order. Download the Instacart app or visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first order. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Give them give a little bit of airing, you know? Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, I like that. I I don't do anything except 
curse the world when I wake up. I'm not a morning person. All right, <laughs> I am a morning person. I kind of blink into existence, like fully formed, oh, you know? Yeah. Chris, it's, hmm? can you give me a pinch of volume, please? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Pinch of volume. Pinch of it's ingredients. Now, there we go. Thanks. No worries. I've, I've written down the edit notes, so don't worry. <laughs> You've got your clicker. And we're live again. <laughs> Sorry to cut across you. Um, where, where were we? Um, no, all good. We, um, were, we were talking about... Um, not being stuff. a morning person, I think. Oh, not yes. being, yeah, not being a morning person. Yeah. I think it's really important. Self-knowledge and self-awareness is really important Yeah. in all of this stuff because what works for one person won't work for another person physically mentally emotionally spiritually we are all unique packages so i think sharing what worked for us is really important because it can give you ideas and and be really helpful mm. but then understanding that not something that ne- worked for one person is not necessarily going to and that's a brilliant example because you know if i tried to get up Dude. and think in the morning it just my head would explode it would just yeah. Whereas actually I do an equivalent. I download before going to sleep. I write a journal before going to sleep. So yeah, yeah. it's the same thing, basically. Absolutely. Opposite ends of the day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important in all of it is finding what works for you. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that's to do with digesting what's going on as well. Give give your time and and yourself time and space to just, as you say, download or digest the things. And and that's something I'll I'll often say to some friends of mine, you know, without mentioning names or anything, like a good friend of mine, he was was having a bit of a rough time. And I said to him, look, you're overloaded right now. You you just Mm. accept that you got to be gentle with yourself over the next period and, you know, just relax down a bit and just accept that you got to give this a bit of time and don't make it worse or, or struggle with it just give your chance yourself a chance to digest what 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 you've just gone through yeah. like yeah the processing it's so important and and to do it in a way and at a time that suits you mm-hmm. it's actually um that's the reason why acceptance is so important because the opposite to acceptance is resistance the, mm-hmm. if this is not happening and it shouldn't be happening and all of that takes a huge amount of energy mm. and then you, you and it also keeps you stuck in that position you can't move forward so the and the gentleness and what you're talking about being kind to yourself being gentle with yourself that's absolutely crucial to recognize that you've got stuff to process to what did you say digest 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 absolutely the that and I think that's true of COVID as well for everybody. Everybody's been through this weird experience yeah. and people think they're just going to go back and take up where they left off. But actually, there's quite a lot of processing and thinking to be done, mm-hmm. you know, for everybody. Yeah. And, and when we go back to depression and talk about depression and stuff, for me, it was something I kind of realized is that, you know, sometimes you, you until I got to a point where I was able to recognize it, I didn't know I was depressed until I was way yeah. down. Yeah. You know, and that I think that's another part of it. That, and with everyone right now, as a coping mechanism, we've probably had to detach ourselves a bit from our feelings because it's been such a traumatic experience. And that Absolutely. is that is a coping mechanism that can put It's a short term one, I would say. Yeah. It's, not it's a really, plaster. It's a plaster when you it need stitches. Really, really. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And and yet, it, you know, and it is a survival mechanism. It is very important to do it when we need to do it, but then to look when we need to look. It, the anxiety levels globally, I mean, they were up anyway, which is cultural and a different thing. But um, o- over COVID, like everybody's anxiety level went up and you can't just leave that because it won't come down again unless you intervene. Yeah. You know, it, it comes, it's very habit forming anxiety. Yeah. You know, if you worry about things and it can be a vicious cycle. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it's very common. And it's, you know, it's it's kind of I think that idea of taking time and being kind and gentle is the antidote to stress. It's it's the thing that works Mm. against stress. And we are all too stressed nowadays. If they put me in charge of the world, I'd sort it out. But (laughs) (laughs) we're working on it, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lordy. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I was going to talk about um, what happens when you reach acceptance, the, the kind of the, the reward for doing the work to get there is that that's when actually the possibilities start opening up and you, you begin to live maybe a different life, but you begin to live again, you know. Mm. So I think that's really um it's kind of a key point in the whole process. It's the turnaround point. Um, although I have to add just a caveat there. Mm. Acceptance is not a switch. It isn't a like, you know, no. there was a moment for me on the couch where I realized this is my life and I accepted it. But I practice daily acceptance because I get very frustrated all the time because I can't do everything I want to do. So I, you know, I have five things I want to do. You can pick one and do that and that's it. Mm. So I get really frustrated about that. So I have to go, and that's okay (laughs) for today. That's okay. So I think it's kind of a a daily practice. Um, But it's also the point at which I started looking, I started reaching out, you know, and kind of joined the ME Ireland group on Facebook. I actually contacted IMET, uh, uh, Irish ME Trust, and they put me onto the Facebook group. And that just was a revelation for me because there was all these people going through exactly what I was going through. They explained symptoms I'd had for years that I didn't know were ME, you know. And I was thinking, oh, that's ME too. Oh, that's ME too. Who knew? You know. <laughs> I, had the, I had the exact same experience, Una, and also through IMET, who um, I, I've been a huge uh point of support for me and and, and coming out la- last Christmas you know was a real bummer you know and um, second Christmas and lockdown not seeing the family and stuff was quite tough and especially just not seeing the family wasn't good you know and um, you know like you said I decided to reach out mm. and I, I had been getting emails for a long time from IMET and I decided hey they're, they're doing they're doing bits and pieces so why not I'll get in touch and I just went from there and like you said I think when I once I got chatting to other patients and kind of realised, well, a I know I'm not alone, but not only that, but th- these people know exactly where I'm yes. at, and yeah. it was strange to be like all these other little things that I ha- weren't on my radar as an ME yeah. thing, and even personality wise though, and like yeah. there were loads of teachers, and I, I suppose Una, you know, I mean you're not a teacher, but what a big part of what you do is teaching, really, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, there was all lots of very like interesting stuff like that um, yeah that needs study actually i think um hopefully we're kind of getting there now um yeah yeah it was i found that the the 
you're not alone. You can know that intellectually, but actually it's when you're in the group. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually had that with depression as well. I didn't, I got diagnosed in my mid thirties and I had always avoided support groups because I thought I don't want to be with a whole load of people who are all about their depression and holding on to it and being, you know, this is all I am. Mm. And, you know, how arrogant was I? Um, <laughs> well, so, maybe it's just, maybe it's just when you did get to the point when you did it, you were in the right place to get That's the benefit. Absolutely, because yeah, absolutely. There's a right time for things. And so it was in my 40s and I walked into an aware group in Dublin and it happened to be a really good, really well run group. And I walked in the door. Is that the aware on it? The, 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 uh, where? They, the one on Angel Street in the Carmelite yeah. Centre. We, we, um, oh, yeah. We, we actually, they're a group we want to get in touch with soon, actually. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they were just amazing mm-hmm. and uh, really, really good facilitation. And it takes a lot to walk in the room, even for me, like I advocate asking for help and I'm terrible at asking for help because I'm like, I'm the coper. I'm the one who sorts everybody else out. I can't ask for help. So I walked in yes. shaken and this motley group of people I would never have normally met just from all sorts of backgrounds, all sorts of ages and, you know, looks and everything. And just like the minute I walked in the room, I went, oh, my God this is my tribe. I feel at home. And then when they started talking about things, I was like, oh, I do that. oh yeah. And it was just, it was so, I learned more in that group about depression than I did from books. It was mm. just amazing to share experiences. And um, it's a bit like, I feel like as well, a bit of a weight comes off. You don't, you didn't even know it was there. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, everyone else is helping you carry the cross, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you realise it's just being a human being. It's not that I have this great burden that nobody knows about and nobody understands. It's it's actually I'm just yeah, a human the being. Thing, the thing is about depression, like it does isolate you because mm. you feel like it's only you. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's very internalising. Yeah. And I think there's... There's, um, I've always had amazing friends. I've never felt isolated, but uh, I absolutely can see how you would. Mm. And I definitely felt different because none of them had experienced it. But um, it was the sort of, there is something super supportive about talking to people who know from the inside what you're going through. Yeah. And it was the same with the ME website. It was like our Facebook group. It was like, oh, this is just all, you know, it's sort of like validating nearly. Mm this is not my imagination it's, it's, it's part of acceptance <laughs> it really is it really yeah. is yeah and, and asking for help is another part of acceptance yeah. i think as yeah. well totally yeah. totally um yeah it is and that's i struggled with that but i got good at it because i found myself advising clients to look for help you know now a coach does not give advice so right. that's not coaching okay. but i would also you know if I'd kind of, if I saw a need somewhere, I would kind of sure. suggest maybe. Sure. Um, but taking my own advice was like, yeah. well, I don't need it. I'm fine. Hey, I'll do it on my own. Have, have a guess which profession has the most heart attacks? Uh, oh, we must be cancelling then. <laughs> no, cardiologists. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> makes so much sense that's what yeah, yeah. Uh, all the best teachers in personal development will tell you we're teaching what we need to know yeah, but, yeah. yeah. well that kind of makes sense though because I mean 
where where you were that's who you're going to learn the best from is people who are who have to do that all the time you're working yeah. on it all the time through our whole Absolutely. lives like, yeah yeah and there's the other old catchphrase do what i say not what i do oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that one yeah i had to laugh I, I was in a i shared quite a lot of my story in the courses that i was running and i i was talking about asking for help one day and i i said that I find it really difficult to ask for help. And one of the girls went, when did you ever need to ask for help? Surely you have it all sorted. <laughs> I just burst out laughing. I just went, yeah, no. <laughs> Turns out I'm human too. Well, you know, a, a thousand lessons are learned in defeat, but victory teaches you nothing. Mm, that's good. Uh, that's from the art of war, Shang Tzu, you know. The culture yeah. we get here, I love it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it's a it's a true thing though. You have to you have to struggle to learn. You have to, Absolutely. you know, yeah, you know, Absolutely, and it it's um. No, yeah, yeah, when things get a little bit too easy, I do get a bit like, oh, this seems things are going way too well right now. <laughs> oh <my God."> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there is that tendency when things are going really well to think, oh God, what's coming next? Yeah. But uh, I, I, my policy now is to enjoy the hell out of everything that I can. Yeah, Positive so when things are, yeah, because and depression taught me that because <laughs> in a in a depressive episode, which is not event related, it's not just like a normal depression; it's clinical depression. Yeah. In a depressive episode, you don't have the choice to be happy. So you just got to go through that. So when I'm out the other side and I have the choice to be happy, I'm picking happy every time. Thanks very much. Yeah. You know, yeah. as much as possible. Um, I had somebody ask me recently, how could I be so positive? Like, uh, you know, a person who wouldn't be that positive and kind of like, how can you be so positive with a serious illness? Like, you know, I mean, that must be awful. And I'm going, well, yeah, it is a bit crap. It's true. <laughs> On the other hand, the choice is be a miserable old bag complaining for the rest of my life or enjoy what I can. I'm picking enjoy what I can. Yeah. 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 But the fact Luna, that you like you, you you know yourself quite well and yeah. you're able to acknowledge like, OK, I'm having a delicate day or I'm going through a bit of a time at the moment. Now is the time to just not push myself too much and just absolutely let Wrap it do that blanket around the shoulders and. Have a, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Let, it, let, let, let it let it work its way out and maybe not try to yeah. force it too much. Um, but I think knowing ourselves as well is really important in all of this. It really is because it takes as long as it takes to get yeah. through anything. Mm -hmm. And you just have to go with what is going on. You have to listen to your body because your body will tell you, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that actually makes me think about um, <clears throat> my problem is uh, as we know, in ME, pacing is the real key. So I have about 10, 15% of normal energy. I can only be upright four hours a day. You know, I can only do a big thing three times a week. You know, I kind of know my limits, but I love everything I do. So I'm like a bold child. Like yesterday, <laughs> I was, <laughs> yesterday, I was supposed to be resting, but there was this craft project sitting looking at me and I thought, well, it won't take too much energy, you know. It's just like well, I'm just kind of what's that saying about how when you make plans, life is what gets in the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's the same for me. On a like, I mean, yeah. I, I wasn't taught pacing. I, I learned that over mm. a long period of time. 
without even really consciously knowing, oh, I'm yeah. pacing now. That's not, yeah. that was not how it happened for me. I yeah. did too much and got burnt out and was like, well, I can't do that again. But now, now kind of the way it is, is like, because I kind of, I have my, I'm, I'm calibrated for what I, I know. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is my plan during the week. I'm going to do this, but this, that and the other. And this, this is when I'm going to rest. The problem is, is when something happens that I didn't plan on. Yes. Yeah. You know, so you can pace it to a degree, but life is yeah. still going to happen. Absolutely, yeah. it will. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, I'm going to roll this outro here and... Uh, we're going to wave. As usual, I'm still getting around to... I love it. The the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you probably can't tell, but he's got like three or four keyboards on different things. Yeah, I, I saw it on one of the videos. I saw the setup and I just thought, oh, that's my idea of how yeah. movies scenarios yeah. Yeah. Uh, do technology. Have you, have, have you seen the thing about the most efficient keyboard in the world? No. Are we set, Jane? <laughs> oh, we're so not coordinated. Bye-bye, <laughs> everybody. And the Calm Project's email is canprojects.info at gmail.com and you'll find a link to the Can Projects website in the description. All the best. Projects Culture, Arts, Nature and Wellness is an outreach project advocating that active engagement in positive and creative outlets is beneficial to our health and our environment. If you'd like to contact CAN Projects, you can email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com and the link to our website is in the description. Here at Cannes, we like to focus on open and inclusive dialogue and sometimes a bit of literature as well. So Chris, we're gonna we're we're opening up a new chapter in the readings, the classic stories for Chris Needs. Yeah, we're gonna be starting on the time machine, which is a classic, classic HG Wells novel. It's a classic for a reason as well, because it's really, really good. I love it. It's been made into a film a few times, and uh, sometimes musicals, audio dramas. Chris Need classic readings. <laughs>